Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path, of his Guru Maharaji, and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanmala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. Until yeah. he wants to kill himself. That reminds me of this story. One time, a, a, a wandering sadhu came to Kenchi and came to see Maharaji. And he, you know, he was one, he didn't have much stuff. He had like a, like a pot, a water pot, and just a couple of shawls or something. And he sits down in front of Maharaji and he says, we're really disappointed in you, says to Maharaji. What is all this, these temples and all these people serving you and all this stuff? What is all this opulence? Where did all this, what's, what is all this? What is that? And Maharaji says, yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, can you give me 10 rupees? And the guy says, he gets very uptight. And he says, no, no, come on, you have, you have hidden in your, in your lungi over there around the left side there hanging in the thing there. This, you got some money, give it to me, give it to me. So the sadhu takes, give me, give me, give me. He takes his pouch of money, he drops it in the fire. All the money the guy was, and the guy flipped out. He says, what have you done? This was my retirement money. I'm, I can, oh, really? Now I have nothing and I've saved really? it years. This is it. And Maharaj goes, oh, what happened? Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And he takes these uh, chimtas, these long tongs, and he reaches into the fire, and he pulls out brand new 100 rupee notes. Oh, really? And hands them to the sadhu like this, one by one. The sadhu just starts weeping, you know? Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah, there's another story like that. You know, everyone who came to Maharaji, in order to approach, for most of the beings who approached Maharaji, you always had to give something up. You had to let go of something mm -hmm. in order to really... Mm -hmm. So one time, Maharaji was walking in the street in Brindavan. This was a long time ago, even maybe in the 50s. And he's walking down the street, and coming the other way is this jungly sadhu with the long jatta hair and the ashes, really fierce guy. And they see each other and they, they go, oh, and they run to each other and they hug and they jump around and they're dancing and, and they say, oh, it's so great to see you after so long. Oh, yes, it's been so many years. I have, oh, this is so great. And and it turns out they had spent much time in the, in the mountains many, many, many years before, you know, doing sadhana together. So uh, they enjoy their company for a little while. And then Maharaji says to the sadhu, okay, brother, now, I, you should go now. I have to go. And, just, and the sadhu says, what are you talking about? After all these years we meet, I'm not going to leave you. I'm, I'm going to stay with you. I said, oh, no, you don't understand. I'm, 
I'm only with, with householders and worldly people now. You, you don't, it's not good for you. You don't want to hang out with me, really. You know, I don't care what you say. I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. Okay. So they began to walk from Brindavan to Mathura, which is about 18 kilometers, and it's the middle of the summer. It's about 120 degrees, the middle of the day. And, they walk, and in those days, there was nothing. Now it's like built up. But in those days, it was like desert. So they're walking, and in the distance, and Maharaji told this to Mr. Tuari, who told me. He said, we were dying of thirst. And in the distance, they see a well. And they go running towards the well. And they get to the well. There's a woman there getting water from the well. And Maharaji gets there first, and he puts his hands out and says, Ma, pani dalo, pour water for me. So the lady pours the water from the bucket into his hands, and he's drinking, you know, like this. And then the sadhu arrives, and he puts out his gourd pot, this kamandalu, right? And the woman pours water into the pot. And as she's pouring, Maharaji starts chatting her up, because that's what he does. He talks to everybody 24 7, 365, all day long. So it's, what, where are you? What's your name? Where are you from? What's your village? What's your caste? Because that's what they ask. They, in those days, they, would, they needed to know who they were talking to for whatever reason. So the woman says she's from this village, is her name, and she's an untouchable. So when the sadhu hears that, he takes the pot and he smashes it on the ground and he looks at my eyes, what have you done? Look at this, this was my only possession. I need this to wash and to do things and now it's become impure because of this woman you poured water in it. And, oh, and Maharaji's going, what, what, what happened? What happened, what's happened? Oh, oh, I thought you were a sadhu. I thought you were a sadhu. You know, what is caste for a sadhu? What is that for a sadhu? And the guy realizes what happened. And Maharaji said, he washed my feet with his tears and went off to finish his work, went back to the mountains. Yeah. Beautiful story. For Maharaji, everybody was his near and his dear, everyone. And in order to stay in that space, you couldn't hold on to your stuff. It had to go. Whatever it was, it had to go. And he warned, and Maharaji is so soft-hearted also. Right. He warned the sadhu. He said, no, you don't want to be with me, all right? It's not good for you. <laughs> you know, I'm only with householders. You don't want to be with me. He was, but the sadhu took it the wrong way. He thought, no problem. But Maharaji was warning him, if you hang out here, it's going to hurt. So in order to go through that door, you, you, you got to leave you know, your stuff at home. You got to leave your home, your home and your meanness. You got to leave that. Ending the nirvana in the samsara. Yeah. That's the non-dual greatness of the great teachers. Yeah. So that's why in Sri Lanka, my mind was blown by that sutra that I read this morning. Mm-hmm. When after, you know, I skipped over the, when you, when you do mindfulness on mental objects and you go through all these different things and then when you do the Four Noble Truths, you do mindfulness on the truth of suffering. Mm-hmm. And truth of suffering, you see every pleasure, possible pleasure, 
you're mindful of the fact that it's called the suffering of change because it doesn't last. Mm -hmm. So, you know, then that's sort of the usual, that's what people assume is the usual thing. Mm -hmm. And that's very much the dualistic Buddhist thing where they think nirvana is some state of leaving town, you know, samadhi <laughs> that's outside the world, you know, you go mm -hmm. way off. Mm -hmm. And, but then when, they, when you come to mindfulness of the truth of nirvana, mm -hmm. the, noble, the third noble truth of nirvana, of happiness, of joy, of freedom from suffering, he says, where is it? And he doesn't say, it's off planet, it's mm -hmm. off the universe, it's yeah. another plane. Yeah. He says, it's right there in every pleasurable sensation. And then he lists mm. all sense pleasures, mm -hmm. all this, the body itself, everything that has gone before, he lists that. The pleasurable sensation everywhere in the ordinary interaction of everything is where nirvana is. Yeah. And so what that, that's two treatments of pleasure. One where it's the suffering of change and one where it's nirvana. Mm. And what's the difference? Of course, it's so simple and obvious. The difference is the one that's suffering of change. It changes because when you grasp at it, and you say, this is mine. Oh, I want that pleasure. And then you crave more, and then you crush it. Mm. And it changes because you destroy it. Mm -hmm. But the actual pleasure when you let it happen and let go of it and give it away, and that, that to me, that's what I learned in this weekend so far. Mm -hmm. That's devotion. Mm. That's yeah. the, your devotion yoga, which is where mm. you are, you're happy in the presence of Rama. Rama's there, here. When you chant Rama, he's here. Krishna is here, they're, well, they're not off someplace. Hey, they, they, they are, and especially when you invoke the name, that, that evokes them, and there's no yeah. limit. Vishnu means, mm -hmm. Vishnu is translated in Tibetan as Kapjuk. Kapjuk means pervasively present. Ah. All pervading, omnipresent. All pervading. Oh, and yeah. you know, any deity with his salt, definitely any Buddha, <laughs> is everywhere. They are everything. So therefore, you say the name and then they pay attention, but they're there anyway, even you yeah. don't say the name, but especially when you say the name. So the point is, the bhakti thing means you give away your pleasure. I, I, at the last Carnegie concert, I wanted to tell this to the people, like when you enjoy something, when it blows you away, the key is you offer it at the same time. In other words, instead of grabbing it and swallowing it down and I got some pleasure, you know, you let you 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 think of everyone else. You open your heart and let it flow through you to everyone else. So mm -hmm. that's your bhakti thing, mm -hmm. and it goes to Buddha. It goes to God. Mm -hmm. If you if you think of God as that omnipresent loving loving power that surrounds everything and wants to see it all do well, and wants to take care of it and so forth, that's what it is. Mm. I, I know. I thought I knew one Abrahamic holy person myself, just lately, this one thing that used to say, and it, I used to kind of like it, but now it disturbs me, because he was talking to about someone who was very pious about God, you know, another fellow mm -hmm. Abrahamist, and then he said, I don't know what you're right about God, he said to him, because he was trying to make something powerful and immediate, and he had his own vision, this guy, and he said, why, God will just as soon kill you as look at you. He said that mm. because you know Yahweh gets like you know thunderbolts. You know there, there, you know, there are notions of God where it's like a thunderbolt happens. You know yeah. things like that. Mm. You know you know the, the, the funny story in the, in the midrash about about Yahweh. 
when he got mad at Moses. I'm, I'm not going to tell that okay, story. Don't. Never mind, I won't tell. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, you know, that's, that's not nice. Yeah. You know, the divine, if they are really divine, then they love everybody. They should be loved. They should be capable of loving everybody. Yeah. They shouldn't be condemning them and doing stuff like that. That's like somebody else's idea, some imperfect thing, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's too bad to have. That's what I didn't like as a child you yeah. know, in church. I didn't like the idea of the fierce, nasty deity. Even the fierce deities in Hinduism and Buddhism, they're fierce against ignorance, right. hatred, greed, jealousy, yeah. arrogance. They're not fierce, actually. They're just showing that form. Yeah. So like fierce compassion, tough love, you know, yeah. a mother's ferocity to protect her child. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, one so, time. So, I'm sorry, okay. but so I'm just coming back. So, so Maharaji's attainment was present in the ordinary things with the ordinary people. And uh, it wasn't some sort of sacred, weird thing of a mountain, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't not that. They loved each other. He liked the guy. But then he realized the guy had, was kind of stuck. Yeah. You know, you know, like the guy who's meditated for years and years and goes in and someone steps on his toe. And then he, yeah. <laughs> he gets upset, you know, in the marketplace. You know, that, <laughs> there's many stories like that. You know, I love the story. It's non-duality. Yeah. The temple where... Uh, where Maharaji stayed at Kenchi uh, is now called, they had to build a new bridge and rebuild the uh, entrance to the temple. And they wrote now it's the Sri Sri Neem Karoli Baba Temple and Ashram. But that's not what Maharaji called it. When it was originally built, it was called the Sri Advait Sankat Mochan Hanuman Mandir. Oh, okay, Advait. Advait. Yes. Advait means non-dual. It means only one, all one. So the non-dual Sankatamochan, destroyer of suffering, Hanuman Temple. Mm -hmm. Non-dual. It's not, it, it's that all-inclusiveness, the all-oneness of it all. That's, that was what he called it. But then the next level is the worship of him as a form, which that's what devotees do. But that's not what he called it. And when someone would come to him uh, and say, oh, Baba, can you, can you heal me? And this, he said, no, I can't do anything. You go pray to Hanuman. And what would Hanuman say? I can't do anything. You have to pray to Ram, you know? So. I was sitting once with Maharaji, and I almost laughed out loud because I was sitting there, and uh, I... I I realized I had been thinking that uh, enlightenment would be s something else, somewhere else, something else other than me, right? And then I thought, how could that be? You know, I'm here. I'll always be here. And I realized that came out of my own self-hatred or self-loathing and, and identification with my stuff, my programs, that love is right here always, but we don't let it in because we've been trained not to let it in. That's how I was trained, you know, 
and uh, most of you were probably trained the same way, even though you're not from Long Island, all of you. <laughs> you might as well be. <laughs> so it, that's the thing, you know. That's why, uh, yeah. And when we think of others, we can't be obsessing about ourselves. It's so simple, but it seems so non-intuitive, actually, but it is. So people, you were saying earlier, you were saying earlier that everyone... Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org. K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram.